Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Well, I don't want to jinx that by yeah, saying that. True. But we can't trust anyone, it turns out. <laughs> Lest our, uh, our audio <laughs> programs. In the general scheme of things, right. over the past four years, mm-hmm. the program whose name we cannot say right. has been fairly trustworthy. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> it, we, we are reminded of why a lot of people do not use this program. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, hey, just a reminder, don't trust me. I'm a bad boy. Right. Yeah. You think you know me? You think we have something good here? Fuck you. I, it just like, it gets very like angsty YA mm-hmm. like lover. And it's like, I'm not good for you. You shouldn't trust me. Right. And it's like, all right, fuck, like, fuck off. Okay, we got it. Are you done now? Yeah. Can you like save my audio though? And it's like, yeah, I guess. But like. <laughs> I'm not good for you. (laughs) (laughs) I should be with somebody else (laughs) who respects you and you deserve. (laughs) So annoying. But then we're back. We're back. But we're here, though. We're here. We're great. Round two, electric boogaloo. Stop. Squeak wool. (laughs) (laughs) Every time someone says that, I remember how much money I asked for to go and see Alvin and the Chipmunks in theaters. (laughs) Like that was I How remember that being like. How many times did you see it in theaters? I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I mean that is was it like, like middle is it, school. Is it Jamie Dornan level of buying Trolls World Tour for his kids? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm just saying that like that was peak middle school. Sure. And yeah, I lived yeah. in a place where, in this time, there was not much to do. Yeah. For 12 to 13 year olds, other than go and sit in a dark place for right. two hours yeah. and be like, yes, like, <laughs> this is it. This is what being a youth is like. Right. This is what society and culture was invented for. <laughs> it's all coming to a head here. Exactly. I mean, if that's not the show, I don't know what it is, folks. Hey, welcome um, into the Twilight, baby. Woo. <laughs> Here's what I will say about Please. that, though. I do think that the chipmunks from the Alvin and the Chipmunks universe are cryptids. I mean, I guess. In what? They're just chipmunks, are they not? Do they have other, like, is there, like, a mythos? You know what I mean? Like, besides the fact that they could talk and sing and dance, but, like, that could be acquired to any now, animated. Now, hold on just a second. Do you consider... <laughs> Under the list of like characteristics that are regular chipmunks. Right. <laughs> because I've never encountered a real chipmunk in my life. Right. So who am I to fucking say? But right. under the characteristics that are a, quote, regular chipmunk, <laughs> according to you, Cody, are sing, dance, talk. Okay. Here, no. Can so, you confirm? No, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, yes, they do sing and dance and talk in their fun little voices. Absolutely. Right. But that logic can be applied to any animated movie about animals, period. Because that's all they sure. are. Is every animated animal a cryptid? Well, I'm oh. so glad that you asked. <laughs> Let me. I do have a this presentation <laughs> <laughs> laid out for so long. <sighs> Yeah. And no one has had the audacity to ask me. <laughs> no one's had the courage. To- <laughs> <laughs> no one has had the time. Um, anytime that I've brought this up, people have oddly, they keep looking at their watches. Right. And talking about their grandparents. It's really weird. But I'm so glad that now we have a medium <laughs> that where we can just talk about this. Right. Of and course. people pay us to do that. So, folks, I'm so glad that we are back. Welcome to Into the Twilight. Hey. The Squeakquel. The Squeakquel. Where I get to lay out for you point by point <laughs> how <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks is connected to the Stephanie Meyer Cinematic Universe. Ooh, and yes. here we go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> 
Um, this will now be a seven-part mini-series. Yeah, HBO Max, get ready. I, I will. Our email is open <laughs> for <laughs> money contracts. What if I just? What if this turned into criminal? <laughs> like, here's the next question: What if God was one of us? All right. Well, bingo. Um, Heyo. I'm just saying. I just gotta that give some to the people, you know. Every now and then, you know. I just gotta. Right. Give a, I just gotta give them a bone. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that, like, the next April Fool's Day. Don't be surprised <laughs> if. <laughs> That is what comes into your feed. Yeah. A criminal podcast-esque right. <laughs> layout. <laughs> we tie like commission someone to do new art for it. Like, we totally change everything. A hundred percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I love it. Anyways, um, welcome into the Twilight. Hey. We're here. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I wanted to bring something to space. It's not necessarily a happy thing. It's more of like a eulogy. <laughs> okay. For... Our beloved Yahoo Answers. <laughs> I fucking knew you were going to bring this. I ha- we have the same brain. Go on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so as as you must know, um, it found out today or this last week or so that Yahoo Answers, which was already on the out for a while, um, was going to be totally shut down. <laughs> which is tragic and it's really sad because it's part of culture right <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but i just wanted i have a couple i've pulled up here that i that bring me joy that i just want to so like, excited to hear them. relay um with this beautiful music <laughs> <laughs> we have the same fucking i knew without you even putting this into the notes that you were gonna bring this in today i knew it it's important it's important it's like they're like burning down the library of Alexandria. I, like this is important culture that we're missing. I out swear on. to God, Cody, I could have written it <laughs> in a piece of paper, mailed it to Chicago. I could have bet money on it. I had this queued up on my phone. I had it set to the chorus because I was so confident that you were going to bring this as your happy thing, like oh as your. God. I knew. I love how easy I am to read. (laughs) (laughs) I have just pinpointed your brain with such fucking accuracy over the past four years. (laughs) But please, go on. Thank you. (laughs) Aren't you tired of being nice? Don't you want to just go (laughs) apeshit? What if one day the cows fight back? I don't think I've ever seen a toucan. Me and my friend both applied for the same job. He got it, and I didn't. Can I sue Papa John's? (laughs) Why doesn't the Grand Canyon have rides? Should spaghetti be way shorter? Why is there no beef nuggets? (laughs) I forgot I was crying happy tears, and then I forgot that this song makes me actually cry. There's so many, but it's truly an incredible collection of, of culture, of, of the human experience. Here's what I have to say, Yahoo. I briefly used your service yeah. in elementary school when yeah. my friends got bored of AIM. Yeah. Don't you think that us as a nation, mm. as a world, that we've lost enough over right. the past year? Absolutely. That you have to take one of the only things of joy right. on the internet away from... Like, can we just have one thing? <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Uh, Yahoo Answers. For real. Thank you for all the gifts. How are you, my dude? I'm doing okay. This is the... Well, when this comes out, it won't be my spring break anymore. But when we're recording this, this is my spring break. So I'm doing all right. Um, my happy thing this week is, and I don't say this often, but I might have changed my opinion on something. Oh. And I know that I'm going to sound like a fucking stereotype of myself, but um, I am afraid of marsupials. Yes. I don't understand them. And not just not understanding them, but I I don't, I don't get the hype. Right. Is sure, what I'll sure. say. Mm. 
so many people on Tumblr, I will say, when yeah. I was younger, but now on Twitter, mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, they're so cute, like, same. And I'm like, I don't... I don't identify as a rodent, specifically. I find possums scary. Yeah. I don't... I just let them be. Same with raccoon. Like, I just let them be. Sure. I'm not gonna... I... I'm not gonna tell them what to do. They're not gonna tell me what to do. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm... I think I've changed my mind a little bit. This person on Twitter, Gray Chen underscore, found a possum in their trash can and took a picture of it. And yeah. unfortunately, this possum is the most photogenic thing I've ever seen in my life. Dashing. <laughs> Absolutely stunning. I'm obsessed with this possum. <laughs> this possum has a uh, single-use paper bowl <sighs> on its head. Right. As a hat. Right. But, like, wearing it in the way that, like, you would wear, like, a derby hat, you know? Like exactly. Like a fancy, like, Kentucky. Like, the... It's... It's incredible. Yeah. And just not like first photo, smize. Right. Yes. Love it. Absolutely. And second photo is what I can only describe as like just got off an amusement ride. Like yes. just pure joy. Yeah. I wanted oh, yeah. to share it with the class. Absolutely. We have a lot of strong current events. Yes. It's a strong vibe. Um, I don't know that I would say that they're good. So much as they are all just a fucking shot, no chaser this week. The vibes here are palpable. <laughs> yes. Across the board. We need to talk about Mike Newton's ass. We do. Hopefully, at this point, you might have heard that Michael Welch, aka Mike Newton, fuck the Mike one, Newton, the only, <laughs> um, is currently focusing most of his energy on his OnlyFans. Okay. um which came as a shock to me right personally yeah when that news and particularly his ass (laughs) right (laughs) came across on our twitter yeah (laughs) right which is news upon itself but i think also given how much we have talked about and almost some have said manifested mm. this on this show by saying fuck Mike Newton. We got to talk about this. Yeah. First things first, it's OnlyFans, right? So, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, do your thing. Get your yes. coin. Live your life. Exactly. And he went on Twitter pretty soon after this news and was like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm an adult. <laughs> um mm-hmm. This gives me stability for my family. I have the flexibility that I need to do with this. I'm not doing anything I don't want to do because right. I'm an adult. Yes. Um, and it's also giving me motivation to take care of my body. So, like, hey. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, on that part, like, cool. I don't get to have any say on <laughs> that part. Yeah. So, absolutely. like, whatever. Other than, like, it's a cele- it's another celebrity on OnlyFans. Yeah. That's which, annoying. Which is annoying. And from what I have seen over the past couple of years does harm to right. actual sex workers. People just trying to live and make an actual right. stability and money and stuff. Yes. But whatever. Like, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, other than the fact that I was not personally expecting to see... Mike Welch's ass on my timeline. <laughs> yeah. I, from the perspective of, like, I would imagine that it's pretty hard to get acting gigs right now. Right. I get sure. why this is the link that he has on his Twitter account. Um, and, and not, like, I don't know, his portfolio or his reel or whatever the shit. Yeah. I just personally... <laughs> um, of all of the people... From Twilight and like that area to pivot to OnlyFans, this is not the one I was expecting. Yeah, definitely not the first one I would 100% uh, expect to make a little pivot. Absolutely. I don't want to see any more photos yeah. of Michael Walsh and his body on right. Twitter. I'm personally so good. Thank you. But like, I don't give a shit. Like, make your money. That's fine. Yeah. I would thing. imagine that there are a lot of people that will pay for that so 
Good for you, I guess. Absolutely. (laughs) Could you take us to a Dakota Johnson corner? Would I ever? (laughs) Please and thank you. We have another beautiful headline slash Dakota Johnson quote, powerful quote. It's been a minute. Yeah. You know, I feel like she got a little shit for the lime thing, the lies. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Maybe took a little bit of a backseat with saying wild stuff. But we have another good one up here. It's from Refinery29, um, Eliza Huber. Huber, potentially. Who knows? One of the things I love about this, one, I think that for both of us, this headline, which you're about to read, caught our interest. Right. <laughs> it's incredibly powerful. So I'll just say it and we can all just like sit in the moment for a little bit. We can just like bask yes. in it. Um, Dakota Johnson on personal style. I'm just a regular ball in the daytime, and then a disco ball at night. Which, whoa. Wow. <laughs> just think on that. <laughs> Everyone think on that for a minute. Let it sink in. Internalize it. Everything that Dakota says <laughs> feels shocking. Yeah. And that is why I love that Eliza was tasked with covering this story. Yes. Because you might think, like, oh, Dakota's up to this again. Right. (laughs) Typical Dakota. (laughs) Yeah. And it would be very easy, I think, for the average person to just forget about the Lyme crime. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Eliza, on the other hand, does not. From the jump. (laughs) Will not let you forget it. Sentence right out the gate, number one. Dakota Johnson lies about Limes. Period. First thing you need to know. That's it. (laughs) done before we even go anywhere else we got to establish a foundation here i i love that like when before you even know about dakota johnson and her family about her acting career you need to know that she is a liar when it comes to citrus yeah and then (laughs) once you know a little bit about that yeah then you can start to dig into whatever the fuck this quote is (laughs) which dakota my love, my light. Yeah. What could you possibly mean by this? A regular ball. I don't know about you, but when you sit with this, <laughs> when you think about a regular ball, yeah. what the fuck comes to your brain? I just, like, regular is throwing me off. A hundred percent. Because if you were like, oh, like a ball, like, what is a ball in your mind? I go like, those like big exercise balls that are like some people like to use instead of like office chairs because they're fun and quirky and work in like a week worker or whatever, you know? Absolutely. That vibe. That's the generally what but a regular ball. I don't know yes. what I don't know what the context for that even means. What is that even supposed to be? Because the first thing that comes to my head when I think about that is like a dodgeball. Sure. My dear Dakota. Do you ever feel like a rubber ball is my question? Or do you identify as like a softball? (laughs) Like, what are you thinking? Because there are way too many balls to just say like, oh, no, I'm just like a ball. I have. This is legitimately since we recorded our last episode has (laughs) kept me up at night. Yeah. It's haunting. As a sports bitch, TM. Yeah. Who played too many sports. This and each sport, whether people like to think about it or not, has a different personality. (laughs) When you just say a regular ball, one, that tells me you do not play sport. Yeah. But also, what does it mean? (laughs) Dakota, please. (laughs) Honest to God, if I ever met Dakota Johnson, I am very tied between whether I would ask her a follow-up question about the limes or if I would ask her about the regular ball. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't feel. You have one question to ask, you know. Right. It's hard to, it's hard to choose. We have non-Twilight news. And before you folks (laughs) skip ahead, Mm -hmm. the reason why we have non-Twilight news is because I, we need to get your opinion on something. This is a humble request. It's a humble request. And I might. And also a threat. (laughs) A threat, a gentle threat. And also, I might regret asking about this but that's fine on twitter which if you're not following us on twitter that's fine but also who are you yeah a couple weeks ago i saw some news about this certain series that i've heard quite a bit of talk 
about. Mm-hmm. And I saw that it was being adapted into a Hulu series as well. Mm-hmm. That is currently the kind of specifications for coming on to this this year podcast. Right. It fits the parameters. Of right. Generally of what we like to talk about. We like having a little book moment and then having a little visual moment here as well. Yeah. So I asked on Twitter about this series, which I have heard about, but I don't know about. I've just heard people talking about it, and the stuff I've heard is not really that good, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. And I just asked, is this our shit? Like, is this... The next frontier. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, is this... When we talk about cryptids here, and and vampire... We we talk about weird shit, right? Cryptids ask. Is this it? So I am referring to specifically the A Court of Thorns and Roses series. And a lot of the people on Twitter said, absolutely, (laughs) this is what you talk about. Which (sighs) made me both curious, but also very scared because of what I've heard about. Yeah. Now... Could you share what you said in the last episode? <laughs> because this is a fun little twist on a new classic here. Yeah, I have read at least the fir- I've read the first book of this series. And is <laughs> and- it is it what we talk about on here? It is very close, almost exactly the kind of thing that we do, which means it's essentially porn great great it great. involves abusive romances yeah, packaged as of... poetic and beautiful right right and has an element or a very large element of fantasy slash monster cryptid whatever right if i remember what our unofficial intern taylor browntown lautner said on that thread <laughs> is that it has fantasy dick In it, which is essentially what we talk about in this show. Right. More or less. Yeah. So, what I am asking for the class here is if you are interested in us pursuing this, I can be bought. Right. What I will say as a threat, just a gentle threat, (laughs) is if y'all remember, you wanted us to read the You series. And then you gave us so much shit for it when you realized it was bad. So (laughs) I just want you to know. Just a healthy reminder. I just, just a reminder that like we can be bought. Yes. We can definitely read it and watch it when it comes out, I guess. But also know that one, this looks like the longest series Yeah, I think all of the books are, like, at least 400 pages. Fucking Christ. I know. So this would be years, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Years. I am happy to read what looks like a shit show from the friends that I've had read this. Yeah. Um, But just know that if it's not good, that's your fault. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's on you, buddy. Sorry. We have... A Twilight backstory yes. this week. Usually, when I share these on the show, I don't include the subject line of these. Because they are usually some variation of, look at me, I'm gay now. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, this is my Twilight backstory. Which is fine. Um, Because it makes it very easy to find in our inbox. Yeah. I thought this one had a little bit of spice on it, so I thought I would share. A gay with no taste. My story of loving the dumpster fire that is Twilight. (laughs) Hello, my fellow gays. I'm so glad I found your podcast a year ago, and I finally am all caught up and ready to share my horrible, lovely... I don't know why I said that like that. Twilight backstory. I am 23 and from a small university town in Indiana and was not about to come out to my family, even though they were accepting as hell. So when I was 10 years old, my stepsister lent me the one and only Twilight. 
My supple young brain loved the shit out of that book, and I read New Moon and Eclipse shortly after. I dragged my male best friend to the movies and got the first copy of Breaking Dawn to hit the shelves in my town. I loved them, and I was a die-hard Team Edward fan, and I had a shrine in my closet to him, and that is funny, because in that closet was also my homosexuality. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I grew out of that and moved on to more adult things, like Divergent. Yes. (laughs) Hey, same. Anyways, I then lived a while without the shadow of Twilight and came out, did the whole, I like women, I was just crushing on Stu and Rosalie, not Edward and Jasper the whole time thing, and was able to live down my former life until 2019. I had moved to Boston for work and started hanging out with my aunt who had a teenage son and daughter. I watched the movies again because my cousin started reading the books and were shocked to know how much information about Twilight was stored deep in my brain. I watched them all and reread the books and do not know how I lived my life without being deeply attracted to Leah Clearwater. Same. (laughs) I have now had to come out once again to my family as a born-again twihard and reevaluate whether I need to go back to theory. I hope that this fan fiction I found makes you lovely people as uncomfortable as it made me from <laughs> Sam P. in Boston. Incredible. Amazing. I love that. Um, I love how many people have reread these and realized how much they love Leah. Which makes me very happy. Yeah. Justice for her. Yes, absolutely. It is um, It is very ironic to me that Stephanie was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put in Leah. She's just like a side character. She's just like whatever. Um, and only for her fan base to realize like they will kill for Leah. Yes, absolutely. Love that. It has been a minute Ooh. since we have talked about the host we back the last time that we chatted about this was very a la survivor Mm -hmm. got lots of buffs lots of voting that was going on it wasn't going great no (laughs) wander it reminds me a lot of that um audio that's going around on tiktok right now of the like you need to leave Um, which I am loving of a lot of people doing in, like, Trader Joe's asking about, like, fucking Flaming Hot Cheetos, which is a mood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yes, it was it was not going well for Wanderer, we will say, which is great. So, oh, and there was also soccer, we oh, should yeah, mention. Sports. That's yes. also really important. Yes. <laughs> Um, cause that is going to start off with chapter 37 and if folks are like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be really confusing. So chapter 37, we've got lots of sport still continuing. Stephanie Meyer, there's one thing that we know about her it is that she loves a protagonist that does not understand athleticism at all. In any conceivable way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so we've got Wander just chilling on the sidelines, observing all of these folks playing sports, being like, wow, what must it be like to be talented <laughs> in sports? The other thing that I found really weird, I'm just like moving my keyboard, um, is I have found it very confusing in a lot of this book, but especially at the beginning of this chapter, that Wander is observing these, like, large communal activities. Yeah. And doesn't understand when there are groups of people interacting with each other, specifically siblings. Yes. (laughs) There is a moment in the beginning here when they are playing sports and Ian and Kyle are... I would say resolving their tension by just, like, fucking pushing each other and, like, fighting. (laughs) Um, And Wander is incredibly concerned and is like, I don't feel good about this. 
I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> Wander, who has been to a ton of different societies, mm-hmm. most of which we can tell are different, like, animal species. Right. And so yet, like how, it, why is this a foreign concept? You know, right, exactly. it just feels weird. Only for Melanie to have to like show puppies right. in Wander's brain yeah. and be like, hey, this is how siblings do. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I, and like, Wander is supposed to be incredibly intelligent. I agree. And like, has taught people or and like has been to all these places and has examined different types of life forever yeah it's it's like like a guest lecture about i don't know if it's supposed to be like psychology or like interactions with other species but it's like what do you mean that you have to see people (laughs) play fighting and you're like oh my god got it right what (laughs) what are you talking about what what do you mean that you see Jared hold out his hand to you to help you up and you're like, hello? <laughs> like, uh, hold on. There aren't other species that, like, help other people up? Right. What are you talking about? Come on. It's just moments like this where we are over halfway in mm-hmm. this book. We know that Wander is incredibly well-versed in right. culture. Yeah. In so many different cultures. Yes. Yeah. Why are, why is, why? Why are we pretending like Wander is not super intelligent in right. so many Smarter different Smarter than ways? everyone else here. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so frustrating. Anyways, we go from this very confusing moment. Actually, really, this whole chapter is so many people around Wander pretending like Wander is not incredibly intelligent. Stephanie in this whole chapter is pretending like Wander isn't a master of understanding dynamics between people. I hate it here. (laughs) Because this whole chapter really should be like Wander immediately figuring out the dynamic between Wander, Jared, and Ian. Yeah. And being like, um, I've seen this happen between other people on different planets. Um, and this is super territorial and gross. What if we just talked this out? Yeah. Because we can communicate verbally out right. loud. How about that? that w- <laughs> but that wouldn't be, like, interesting or have, like, tension. Ugh. Like, fuck off, Stephanie. Why Anyways. can't we have a conversation? <laughs> exactly. This chapter turns into basically a tug of war with yeah. Wander in the middle and Jared and Ian on other sides of them. Right. Super gross. <laughs> Very cool. Not at all compromising. And I don't like that. <laughs> no. Not at all Not uncomfortable. At all. <laughs> Not at all nasty. The important thing to remember for folks that might have for either forgotten, because it was easy for me to as well, <laughs> or whatever, is that during this chapter, Wander is still like bodily fucked up right from kyle getting gone yeah (laughs) (laughs) is not doing well from the whole like almost dying thing and the morphine thing there's a lot of like struggles happening here yeah and instead of these two men who say they care about wander and melanie um actually showing that and communicating it outwards what they do instead is pretend like Wander's body is Gumby and literally pull it. Literally. <sighs> like, grab it until it's purple mm. and just fucking pull it and hope for the best. Like, that's normal. Like, you would do that before the apocalypse. Hello. Men? Like, who talks about this? Is <laughs> this like, this is my first reaction of someone who is clearly fucked up in their body. How about we just pull them apart? Yeah. Like a little string who taught cheese. You? What the fuck? Who, who taught you to hold on to someone's fingertips until they turn purple? Who told you to pull someone up by their arms and just hold them there when they are in pain and right. injured? <laughs> Hello? What is this? What is going on here? Yeah. My dudes, stop this. 
I hate it. It's so gross. Come on, guys. Especially because they are doing it under the guise of like, oh, Wander, you are such, you're like so in pain. You're like so injured. We're going to take you to a place where you're going to like feel better. Right. Meanwhile, Wander is literally turning purple. (laughs) Hello, men. What is happening here? What's going on? I hate it so much. Stephanie, let's have a talk. (laughs) Why? First of all. Second of all, please stop. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steph. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Eventually, there is some sort of, I don't know if it's less of a compromise as much as it is just like one of them giving up. (laughs) But they do end up at Ian's, I don't like calling it Ian's hole, but we'll call it Ian's room. Yeah. That is where Ian ends up making the decision that like, Wander needs to rest, which he's not wrong because Wander, like, looks tired. Right. um, And needs to heal, which, fair. There is a decision of, like, Wander needs to sleep here and rest and Mm -hmm. they will get food for them later. The problem, though, is Melanie is very angry I mean, when isn't Melanie angry, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pissed always. Melanie is, is in a constant state of, like, anger. But Melanie is very upset because of the fact that there are two beds in this room. And Wander, in their attempt to, like, be cordial, was like, oh, I mean, this is Ian's room, so Ian can also stay here. And Melanie was like, you fucking fool. He's just going to, like stay in here with you, right? Mm-hmm. And Wanda did not get it. Did not understand that, like, by accepting that, it was an invitation for something more, probably. Right. Wink. But of course, oh, Wanda. Um, <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, you did not, you did not possibly get that. At the end of this chapter, just when you might have the decent hope Um, That there would not be more gross interactions between Ian and Jared. There is more. Just you wait. (laughs) Just heating up, baby. If you, at any point, were like, you know what I need more of in my life is another version of the tent scene in Eclipse. (sighs) Stephanie has got you. (laughs) She's got you. She knows what you need. And she has provided that scene for you at the end of chapter 37 in the Almost host. to a one-to-one ratio. A hundred percent. Wanda is starting to fall asleep in Ian's room. But as most of Stephanie's protagonists do... Um, Wanda is, quote, falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. So she can still um, hear every word. <laughs> exactly. So this dialogue happens between the two of them. And it is one of the most territorial things I think I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. In the sense of it's like, it's almost like the mix of the, like the I'm Sweden, or no, I'm Switzerland um, oh, dialogue yeah. in yeah. Eclipse and the tent scene where it's like, <laughs> Jared is doing the like, keep your hands off of her thing. And it's like, it's so gross. There's a lot of conversations between the two of them mm-hmm. about who the body belongs to. And who the person belongs to. Cool, cool, cool. Because Steph loves biology and <laughs> bodies and her science so much. Um, so Stephanie's not doing the best when it comes to getting the science. Listen, yeah. it doesn't help that according to Stephanie's science, right, right. Um, <laughs> Wanda does inhabit this body. Yeah. And Melanie also inhabits this body. Right. <laughs> and both of these men are technically attracted to the different souls. Right. Here. So this gets a little bit more confusing. Yeah. It's like Schrodinger's um, Wanda. Who's going to be in that one? Literally. <laughs> um, 
But that also makes this somehow even more nasty during this conversation because the both of them are like, are just like, "Mm, like, are you jealous of this yet? Like, here's what I, this is how far I've gotten. Are you jealous of this Mm -hmm. yet, Ian? Are you jealous of this yet, Jared? And it's like, who are you doing this for? Right. (laughs) Are you doing this because you were actually attracted to Melanie? Are you doing this because you're attracted to Wanda? Or are you just trying to get Ian jealous? Right. Like, who is this for? I hate Come on. it. So there's a lot of nastiness that is going on there. Nasty boys. They're pretty gross. <laughs> um, it ends up with Ian being incredibly frustrated. And he goes back into his room. He storms back in. Um, yeah. And realizes that Wanda is awake. <laughs> After having the conversation with Jared about, like, how much he wants to, like, kiss Wanda. Right. Realizes that Wanda is awake and is like, oh, so you, like, heard all of that, didn't oh, you? I thought that was just me and the and the boys. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> me, know. You, uh, me and the boys just, like, screaming in these caves that are really good for acoustics. Right. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you heard us subjectifying you, babe. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Babe, we were just, like, testing out how the sound works, though. Right. We were just, like, it was to- top of the dome, baby, you know? <laughs> didn't matter. It didn't mean anything. It's just, you know, like, it's just the lack of the oxygen in these caves, babe. It's just, like... yell. It- <laughs> <laughs> and so, of course, Wanda's, like, uh, the sound carries when you're just in rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no way for it to be absorbed. Yeah. And so the chapter ends... With Ian being like, so, I mean, you essentially just heard me lay it all out. You Do you want to fuck? Right. <laughs> it's like, so, did that turn you on or anything? Like, are we good? Yeah. Are you, are you into that? You want to, how about them rocks, though? Right. You good with this? <laughs> um, <laughs> now that I just proclaimed my love to you and the rocks, how about it? How about that? How about that? Um... Chapter 38 is gross for a lot of different reasons. For me, the only benefit was how mad Melanie is throughout all of it. Right. Um, Ian is struggling. Yeah. With this. Um, and Wanda is struggling with this. And that would be difficult for two awkward people trying to have an intimate moment. Yes. When one of them is not human, that would be difficult enough. Then you add on top of that, that there is another person in this equation who is, who doesn't want to be there. Right. Um, and hates the idea of this whole situation <laughs> and is determined to fuck up every part of this. You know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Stephanie meant to make this as funny as she did. Yeah, right. But it, goddamn, if it wasn't though, yeah. it was pretty great. So same with like the um, it has the same vibes of like everyone uh, bringing Wanda like ten granola bars each, and it's like as a declaration of love. A hundred percent. And it's like I don't think this was intended to be funny, but this is incredibly funny. This is <laughs> like, how this is playing out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ian is trying his best to be like, so um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And I'm going to ask, as I touch you, like, how's this feel? How's this doing? I'm just going to kind of research this out and hope for the best. Yeah. Which... You know, God bless him. Like, I don't yeah. know what else I would do in that situation other than just be open and curious. Right. The problem is, is that it seems like Wander has never experienced this before. Mm-hmm. And also, Melanie is kind of being forced <laughs> to, yeah. like, guide through right. with this. Um, and so, Wander's like, eh. Yeah, I mean, that seems fine, I guess. I do feel something, you know? It does feel like (laughs) someone is touching me, so. Right. And then Melanie's like, God damn it. And and, and it's like being forced to intervene. And it's like, no, 
You don't understand. This is what he means when he says, does this feel good? Mm -hmm. And Wander's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Okay. Shit. Mm. Got it. Um, And so when Ian asks again, (laughs) Wanda's like, uh, Melanie says it's bad. So. (laughs) (laughs) So it turns out I do hate this. Um. And and so Ian's like, fuck. Um, So, but what do you think, though? Right. And Wanda's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like, mm, I realize I don't, I don't have the vocabulary for any of this. <laughs> yep. Um, and that is essentially how all of this chapter goes, except yeah. for that Melanie is keeps, like, intervening and is, like, Melanie's angry and Melanie wants you to go to hell. <laughs> so. <laughs> so how about that? that? With what you will. <laughs> yep. Um. Which would make this a funny chapter. Yeah. If that just kept going. Right. <laughs> yeah. The problem is that Ian gets gross. He, he, like, it reminds us that he is being written by Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Because of the fact that he does a thing where <sighs> he's, like, they start Ian and, and Wander having questions. And Wander ends up asking, like, well... What if I had come here and met you in Magnolia or Wes's body? Yeah. And Ian's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't matter because you're female. You just are. Right. So. So. You were built for this. That's what your body is supposed to do. And Wanda is like, I request that. But I could be put into a man's body and I would function just fine because it doesn't matter to me (laughs) because body and soul are two different things in my case right and Ian because he's being written by Stephanie is like but you're not in a man's body and that's what matters to me yeah (laughs) so thank you Stephanie for reminding us gender you know what's up with just that? reminding us that no matter what that just like really matters to you yeah she and gets you're getting- so it's like those like she gets so close to the cusp of like getting somewhere a hundred percent in a way that's like we could have some fun with gender or we can have some fun with sexuality like we could have we can go into like fluid spaces here which is already very easy to do and like young fiction and stuff that's like everyone's a, an alien or whatever anyway like we're in already transgressive absolutely stuff, concepts like the packaging and the foundation is there but and she gets so close and it's like i will acknowledge this thing is does exist but i will say that is weird and i will back away from it as quickly as possible i completely agree it almost makes me think that like she like past that line mm-hmm. and because she was like yeah it's like science fiction um and then one of her editors was like wow stephanie this is such a great departure from your previous work right. i really like how you were really exploring gender here and then she was like oh fuck yeah. and then just like um like big red line just like x'd all of it out and that's such a disappointment right because like if nowhere else mm-hmm. it's science fiction like Stephanie, yeah. If that if there was ever a way for you to at least start somewhere, mm-hmm. start in sci-fi, play around with it, get comfortable, and then realize like, oh, maybe it doesn't have to just be in sci-fi. Yeah. Maybe it could also be <laughs> like fucking yeah. contemporary. Yeah. Or maybe and Stephanie, I know this is like a big deal, but like maybe it could also be in like historical fiction too. Right. Whoa. Maybe like it also exists. Hear me out. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. It's just she's just so close. Right. It, to the point where it's like I I can't. It's got to be an accident. <laughs> like it's just. Um. But the rest of the chapter is just unfortunately Ian realizing that like there's no reaction coming from wanda yet yeah 
And instead of, I don't know, I mean, he's allowed to have his feelings, but instead of just, like, realizing, like, oh, this is just going to take time. Right. Um, because it's clear that, like, Wanda just hasn't experienced this before. He's just very, like, oh. <laughs> um, and is very, um, it's a very, like, emotionally immature reaction right. to that. Yeah. And, like, jealous, too. Because um, he starts to compare the reaction that Wanda slash Melanie had with Jared. Right. So, that's gross, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the chapter ends with Jamie, as usual, coming in as the comedic relief with a fucking, like, 90s laugh stinger. Talking about, like, do you want some, like, beef jerky after your makeout session? So, like, um, are you hungry? Or <laughs> want a little snack? What's up, cool kids? Um, and bringing in the great news that Jared has found an open room that works great and is big enough for yeah. three people. For Jared, for Jamie, and for Wanda. But what Jamie says and what Wanda hears is that it is big enough for Jared, Jamie, and Melanie, just like it was in the before times. Right. And after this, like, incredibly overstimulating experience, that just kind of, like, kills Wanda on the inside. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just kind of been a, a very exhausting day and like no cheetos for it even i know you can't even get Wanda a bag of cheetos after all the trauma <laughs> exactly everything they've been through they've had getting, a rough day getting like almost literally ripped apart yeah. by these two horny men right and getting like rubbed on yeah <laughs> and and then being told that like Here's a room, but you're not welcome in it. And then there's no Cheetos for it. Like, what the hell? There's not even Cheetos. (laughs) Right. So what's the point? It's just beef jerky and corn on the cob. Like, no thank you. Yeah, God. I'm good, actually. (laughs) I'm so good. When we are back next week, we will have chapters 39 and 40. Ooh. We are slowly... But surely making it to the 60% way mark. We're getting there. (laughs) We have some fantastic patrons to thank. Thank you to Mallory Hardwick. Pew, 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 pew. Would you like to (laughs) pew, pew with me for our fantastic patron of Katie Black? (laughs) Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shout out Carrie Goldberg. Pew, 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 pew. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Shout out Rebecca Cullen. Yes. Thank you to Mulch. Gray. Mulch. Did you see that thing I posted on Twitter? <laughs> yes, I did. That's a good TikTok. Mulch representation. Absolutely. Yeah. We love it. It's not it. that hard. It's like pretty hard to find mulch representation. Yeah. Um, and so I'm always excited when I see it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. <laughs> thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Thank you to Bailey Christian. Thank you to Jay Molina. Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Thank you to Tucson Wander. Thank you to Kristen Strider. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. (laughs) Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to India Peach. Ooh, 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 yes. 
Yes. Beep, 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 beep. Shout out, Casey. Yorkie. Mm. Thank you to Sarah Blythe. <laughs> and thank you to Lara Forty. Mm. Yes. Yes. Holy, holy smokes. <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> holy smokes. <laughs> um, I have a fan fiction this week. Please. <laughs> um, this is from our unofficial intern, Taylor Browntown Lautner. Thank you for your service. Thank you <laughs> for your service. Um, this is a fan fiction from another crossover that I don't understand um, because Taylor is younger than me, I think. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. I'm old. I'm made of dust. It's fine. Uh, this is a Twilight and Victorious crossover um, titled Don't Forget by the user XX Edwards Bella XX. This was published on December 3rd, 2010. And the summary is Edward leaves Bella in New Moon. 90 years later, Edward, Tanya, Alice, and Rosalie go to see their favorite singer, Izzy. What yes. they don't know is that Izzy is Bella with a completely different look. This is from Chapter 2, Bella's Point of View. Nice. I am now preparing for my performance. Did I tell you that I am a superstar like Miley Cyrus, like Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, and etc.? I walked into my dressing room where I got my makeup and hair done. Hey, sweetie. Angela said sweetly. <laughs> I made a good decision by letting Angela do my makeup and Leah do my hair. Yeah, me and Leah are besties with Angela. Hey, Bells, you ready? Leah asked. Hey, guys. Yeah, I am ready, I said excitedly. Angela did my basic makeup, that's important, for my first song, and Leah did my hair straight. I forgot to tell you, I'm a vampire now, and I decided a change, so I changed my style and my hair to magenta and straight. I am now girly, but rock and roll sort of the time. I looked awesome. My first outfit was gray, kind of dolly, dress, thigh highs, with gold sandals and gold and pearl dangly earrings. My second outfit was black panties uh, with a blue tank top barely covering my I think that's supposed to say tatas with trainer like high heels and a magenta color to match my hair I realized the last outfit I'd be wearing was a red sweatshirt with wool shorts with knee-high socks and a brown leather belt around my stomach plus my red high heels Okay, let's get busy. I changed into my first outfit and walked on stage. Everyone erupted into applause. End scene. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. I love that this, <laughs> that Bella is a superstar whose songs are uh, Katy Perry covers, which is like, great. That just, it, it fits in a beautifully twisted way, you know. She is singing, don't forget. Teenage Dream and Firework. Fuck yes. Oh I love I mean, this. I think really when Bella listened to Do You Ever Feel Like a Plastic Bag, she's like, I do. I, I, I actually do. always, constantly. I That's do kind of feel my like whole a plastic thing. bag. <laughs> um, I, I feel that. Um, and good for her, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just love the idea. I just want to know a little bit more about this timeline, personally, from this author. Um, 90 years into the future, we are still vibing to Katy Perry. Um, it's okay. I just have a couple of logistical questions, but I love the, I love the creative yeah. freedom. I mean, good for her, if that is the case. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's great. Just to kind of close things out here, um, please do your civic duty. Write to Yahoo. Um, we are the change if i learned anything from coney 2012 uh we are we are the change um you know we can make a difference or whatever we can do it we can hands across america this (laughs) we can can just put on our listen folks just put on our toms and we can (laughs) stop 
yes. we can end this. Um, it's you know, it's fine. As we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Ooh, everybody say whale. Stop. <laughs> I will not yes and this. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I'll be alone in the ship. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Curl. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.